We're super excited to announce a partnership with a new company called Creepy Crate. They're a mail subscription service and they mail you boxes every other month. Inside these boxes are true crime goodies, horror movie collectibles, and other items that are exclusive to Creepy Crate that you can't find anywhere else. It's super awesome and it's a really great gift for yourself or that true crime fan in your life. If you use our promo code GODDAMN at their website, creepycrate.store, you'll receive $5 off your subscription. And they've been kind enough to give us a box to give away to one of our listeners. So if you leave us a review on iTunes, you'll be automatically entered to win the Creepy Crate. Don't worry, if you already reviewed us, you're already in the drawing. If you don't have an Apple device, you can create an iTunes account on your desktop and reviews from there. You have until November 30th to leave the review to be entered to win, and we'll announce a winner on December 2nd. May the odds be ever in your favor. God damn! So how's Red Dead going? Dear God. <laughs> it's the best game I've ever played in my entire life. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you took the whole day off for it, so I would imagine it is. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah. I didn't even respond to half your text today because I was just about it. I, I knew. I understood. Yeah. Brandon I was like, crushed. you have 17 messages from Stacy, and I'm like, she can wait. I'm trying to <laughs> show people on my horse. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get my thoroughbred. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I spent too long trying to decide which uh, mane and tail design oh god for my it's, horse. Like, it's like playing the sims yeah and then i was like this is it i got it and it was like 450 and i was like nah that's too much because it's cowboy times so the money is less and it's like <laughs> you have 12 dollars, and i'm like what if i need that later yeah but your horse would look bitchin yeah yeah <laughs> you can dreadlock your horse's mane and tail that's ridiculous it looks so gross and i was like who wants this in like western times did they dreadlock <laughs> I don't know. Horses mane. This, this is my Rasta horse. <laughs> in Western times. <laughs> like, if you're in the West, it's always Western times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, how Tombstone is, but everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, in the spirit of that, I tried to find a story that was an Old West cowboy murder haunting. Oh, good. You're taking it all the way. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. So. <laughs> Well, it's the effort that counts. Yeah, it was there. The thought was there, and I was like, this is going to be so great. And then I couldn't find anything that wasn't like fucking Billy the Kid. Yeah, where you're like, meh, meh, yeah. we've heard this. Yeah, and then I was like, well, maybe they'll have a good mystery. And it's like, oh, fucking Bullet Bill or somebody. Like, <laughs> they don't know if they if he actually died when they hanged him. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, like, did you bury him? <laughs> yeah, and then they did. And so then, of course, they did, like, you know, exhumations. And they're like, well, it's his DNA. And then other people are like, it just means it's his family's DNA. It's not really him. Oh, but it's for sure him. I mean, it probably is. I don't know. Not it as wasn't, mysterious. It wasn't enough to be like, I'm going to make a podcast out of this. Yeah, yeah. I can talk for 20 minutes to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I, I pretty get... much just told you the story. You guys <laughs> got an extra one. <laughs> <laughs> I get so excited when I think of like, oh, I'm going to think of this theme or something, which is kind of morbid when you think about what we're talking about. And by kind of, I mean, really. It's super morbid. But also you can kind of cherry pick with the amount of murders and craziness in the world now you can be like i want something where like a guy had one leg yeah the peg leg murderer and you search that and they're like yeah that There's happened 10 of them <laughs> choose one You're like, i can't believe how much information is out there my gosh seriously like somebody took the time to be like the world needs to know 
Also, yeah, yesterday, uh huh. Because I don't know what day it is. Yeah, you lost track of time <laughs> real bad. All from video games. <laughs> but I learned something new yesterday that I need to share with you. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm about to get more knowledgeable. Yeah, you are. Okay, I learned what a telegram is. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean. D- Our basic understanding is correct, right? It's kind of correct, but not fully correct. Okay. So, like, we were like, it's a guy that delivers a message, right? But, like, why wouldn't you just call a person? Yeah, but it says stop at the end. I don't know why that's important, but you need to know that I know that. (laughs) No. (laughs) It doesn't. Do you want to know what a telegram is? Yeah, I do. Okay. (laughs) So, it's when you have, like, a very important message to tell a person. Uh Like, if there was important news, like a death or something, something that wanted to be notarized or something official, like some kind of official news that you wanted to tell a person, Uh then you would call, like, and they're in chicago or something yeah so then you would call the fucking office or you would go down to the office like the fuck it's like a post office but it's a telegram office Uh you he kept calling it a word and i was like i'll remember that i didn't remember that (laughs) (laughs) by he i mean my boss i was like hey what's a telegram and he was like are you serious right now and i was like i'm just curious i get the loose understanding (laughs) yeah he's like "Uh." So he explained it in great detail to me. But, like, you would go down to your local post office, and you're like, this is my message. And they're like, got it. So then they type it up on a telefax, I think is what he kept calling it, a telefax thing. And then they take that, and they essentially fax it, but not fax it, to, like, fucking Chicago or whatever other place you want it to go. And then they take it off. He did the motion, like, (laughs) zipped it off the machine. Like a receipt? Yeah, like the, you remember the Xerox, not Xerox papers, but the, with all the holes in the sides? Yeah, yeah, like I don't the carbon think that's copies. What it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what it was, but that's what I pictured when uh-huh. he zipped it off. So then they take that, and then they hand deliver that from there. So it's like a post office, but it's faster, because it's like uh, through a fax type of line. Oh. I still feel like our basic understanding was correct. Yeah, Because I didn't correct. know all the steps it took to get there. Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty. I'm cool with it. So anyway, Stacy. Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode nine. It's nine. This is the ninth episode <laughs> of our show. <laughs> I said goddamn. I said goddamn. I'd call it a podcast, not a show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a show in your room, though, every time we record. It is a goddamn show in our room. It's a goddamn shit show. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, Stacy. Yes, you have any goddamn let me give you my goddamn so this week i have now taken the title from you mm. and have earned mother of the year award oh yay <laughs> <laughs> finally not in the spotlight for messing up my child <laughs> yeah exactly okay so in the middle of the week this week we get home from work and lee and i are having a conversation in the kitchen and my son is like running around the house having a good old time and he's at this point in the kitchen with us and lee and i are really deep in conversation i notice out of the corner of my eye that he's kind of leaning into the trash can and we have a trash can with a lid on it so he had opened the lid up and was leaning into the trash can a little bit and his little arm was reaching in oh no yep and I stopped my conversation with Lee and I was like, hey, don't play in the trash can. And he pulls his arm up really fast and he shoves whatever it is in his mouth. <gasps> no. And he looks at us like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> what are you going to do? Dig it out? <laughs> yeah. Lee and I go, no, like at the same time, right as he did it. 
And I'm like, spit it out. And so he opens his mouth uh-huh. and a bunch of coffee grounds just <laughs> fall down his like face and body. Ew. And Lee and I start laughing so hard because his face is all distorted like, oh, this tastes terrible. Yeah. And it's coffee grounds. So it has coated his mouth oh. and you can't just spit those out. <laughs> And he's like struggling, like trying to pull it out. Like, ugh, what have I done? And we were laughing so hard. It was like the silent laughter where you're like bent over and crying. Because we're like, what have we done? What is going on? He just gave your kid like a straight shot of caffeine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And who knows what else was in that trash can? Mm -hmm. Like, for sure he has salmonella now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But then we had to... Our sink has, like, one of the the faucet pulls away kind of like a sprayer. Yeah. And so we had to, like, spray his mouth out <laughs> with that. And he thought it was really fun and funny by that point. But but literally, my child ate something from the trash can. So I now have earned Mother of the Year Award. Yeah, you've taken it from me. I had it for a couple weeks in a row there, though. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just pass it back and forth. Yeah. Oh, good damn. I said, God damn, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but... Okay, Aaron, hit me with y'all goddamn. You know, I don't I don't really have one. <laughs> don't have one. It's been glorious. Well, your good goddamn would be that you got yeah. Red Dead and now you get to play it. Yeah, that's my good goddamn is that I'm not being a mom at all this weekend or uh, today because I took the day off of work and I still sent my kid to daycare and I was like, peace be with you. Good luck. I'll miss you. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Mommy's busy. You're allowed to have good goddamns. Yeah. Good well, that's goddamn, mine exactly. then, is that this is something that I've been waiting for for like two years at least. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know this deeply impacted you so bad. Oh, my God. You have no idea. Like, I finished the first one, and I didn't play it until like way later after, like yeah. years after it came out. I don't know why. Brandon got it when it first came out, and he played it, and I loved watching him, but I was like, I wouldn't want to play it, though. And then I would always, like, take it and ride his horse around. And he's like, I have to get to the other side of the map. Just follow this line. And I would always do it. I was like, like, this is so much fun. By the way, I'm going to forage all this stuff along the way. And I would. I would pick all of the flowers and shoot all of the birds. And then as soon as, like, I don't know, someone was like, yeah, someone's like, hey, I'm going to rape this lady. I'd be like, "Ah," and I'd pause it and give it to Brandon, like, kill them. They're just mean. (laughs) I... I did the same thing on Lee's account, but you know how, like, when you first play on your own account, you get the tutorials on how to use the fucking weapons and shit? Yep. Well, every time I would play on Lee's account, I didn't know that, so I would get, like, sweaty and pissed, and Lee would have to help me, like, walk me through, like, you have to click this button, and then this button, and I'm like, oh my god, how do you know this? You're a genius. And he's like, oh, I get the tutorials when I play first, and I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah, I just had to do, there was one campaign thing or whatever not campaign quest i don't know what the fuck they're called uh-huh and it was like you had to fight a guy and i was literally just like what's the punch button zero or O <laughs> circle and then i just mash that and it's like square blocks and i'm like fuck squares <laughs> <laughs> i'm just to gonna block shit <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna punch the shit out of this guy you miss all the shots you don't take you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's right and then you died didn't you no actually i i oh. made it well i'm glad that your goddamn is good this this week me too yeah, spruce they, up this sad content yeah there's still some good in this world <laughs> yeah video games okay so is it your turn to go first <laughs> fuck you you're going first this time you made me go first a couple times in a row which to be honest i didn't even notice so if you didn't bring it up to me i would have gone first again today <laughs> okay aaron give me 
your fucked up story. I, I well, I just want to say before you get started, though, okay, that I'm sleeping so good lately. Like I'm getting good at reading this stuff and researching and then putting it out of my mind. But after we record these, I never sleep on Friday nights. First of all, fuck you because your story last week fucked me up. I always sleep like a baby after these. I don't. <laughs> I have no. I don't know if it's no conscience. I. I yeah. Or I just block it out. I. I don't think about this kind of stuff. But that goddamn ballpoint pen in his ear. Oh, I was like, what was the story like? I week? was like, I was laying on one side and my <laughs> ear was exposed. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so then I flipped over to the other side, which guess what? Exposes my other ear. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Just sleep with a pillow over your face. I had to sleep on my back, which I'm not accustomed to, but it was the only way that I could get my pillow to like fluff up and cover both my ears. <laughs> this doesn't happen to me. I was so mad at you. <laughs> It's like when you're little, or that happened to me when I was little and I learned about vampires. Like, I couldn't sleep with my neck exposed for the (laughs) longest time. Okay, so my story is about Dorothy Jane Scott. Ooh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. She resided in Anaheim, California. She was a 32-year-old lady. She was a single mom who lived with her aunt. Her son was four years old. Okay. Don't worry, Katie. He does not play a part in this. <laughs> so <laughs> no babies are harmed in this story. No babies are harmed in the making of this story. So May 28th, 1980, uh-huh. she drops her four-year-old son off with her parents and goes to an employee meeting at her place of business, which is called Swingers Psych and Head Shop. Ooh. Yeah. Because it was the 80s. It was the 80. Just one. It was just, It was 1980. The beginning of the 80. <laughs> it was the beginning of 80. And uh, apparently that was the thing. She was a secretary, though. Nothing exciting. Ooh, what happens at one of those? Um, they sell water pipes. Uh-huh. And they sell blacklight posters. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what the swingers part is. Okay. But it's like two shops that were combined into one by one owner. Or like, yeah, one owner owned two shops and she was the secretary for them. But it was like two separate places. What would you need a secretary for at one of those? I don't know. Cooking your books? Can you? Okay. <laughs> Got him. But she was a, a good person. Okay. Got it. So this employee meeting happened at 930 at night. Ugh. And Yeah, I know. Awful, right? No way. But I imagine one of those places closes at like 9, maybe? So then it was after mm-hmm. it closed. Uh-huh. And then during the meeting at some point, she notices that this guy, one of her coworkers named Conrad Bostron... His arm is really red, and he's all agitated and stuff, and he's like, Uh. looks like he's in a lot of pain, and other employees said that he was, like, writhing around like a boa, boa constrictor type thing. What does that mean? I don't know, but so then she was around the floor. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, I don't know, I imagine, like, scooting in your chair, like, "Mm, I don't feel good. Mm, Oh. mm, 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 Like, wiggling. mm. Like a boa constrictor. It's like wrapping himself around people. So then she offers, like, she stops the meeting and is like, yo, dude, you all right? And he's like, I don't feel so very good. And she's like, sees this red mark on his arm. And she's like, you need to go to the ER. Like, do you want me to take you to the ER? And he's like, sure, whatevs. And so then this other lady, Pam Head, she's like, I'll also go with you. Uh Uh-huh. And so they go to the ER. So on the way to the ER, they stop to at her parents' house so that she can check in on her son and... They didn't say this, but I assume to be like, hey, I'm going to take this guy to the hospital. I might be a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm longer than I expected. Yeah, because that's what a normal person would do. But it was like the 80s, so she couldn't just call, I guess. Or, I mean, without a landline, and she's like driving to the hospital. At any rate, so they stopped there. 
while she was at her parents' house, she was wearing a black scarf. She changed it to a red scarf. I don't oh, know why well, she changed wardrobe it. wardrobe change. But she did. Yeah. Okay. Like, this guy's just fucking dying in your back seat. And so she's like, let me check on my son and do a quick wardrobe change. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I left the house in this scarf. <laughs> this doesn't match at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the hospital and he's diagnosed. He was bitten by a black widow. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. But he was treated and going to be sent home. Fuck that. That's like one of my fears. Yeah, me too. Mostly because spiders fuck that. Yeah. So... While they're waiting for him to get diagnosed and treated and all of that, Dorothy and Pam are in the hospital lobby. They're reading magazines. They're talking to each other. They're just hanging out. Like, that was... Having a good old time in the waiting room. Yeah. Waiting for him. Yeah. And according to Pam, Dorothy was never out of her sight. Okay. At 11.30, Conrad gets dismissed. And so him and Pam go to fill out the prescription. And Dorothy is like, let me pull the car around. Because she's on the drove, right? So she's like, let me pull the car around so you don't have to walk very far. Uh-huh. was very considerate. Yeah, very nice. Except for now you're alone. Yeah, at 11.30 at night and in a okay. hospital parking lot. I would do that, though. Yeah. I'm very considerate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably wouldn't because I'd be like, no, it's murder time. You can hop, hop on piggyback style. <laughs> We'll go together. (laughs) Okay, they get finished with their prescription. They're waiting, and they're like, where the hell is she, right? This is taking, like, longer than you would expect. Yeah. They go outside to wait for her, and then they, like, oh, finally, they see her car pulling up. Well, it's pulling up really fast, and looks like it doesn't have any intention to stop. And so they're like, hey, what the hell, man? So they like, Yeah, they, like, flag her down, and then she, well, they don't know if it was she, because the headlights are on they couldn't see in the car yeah and the car just speeds by and they're like what the hell and they're like trying to flag her down and they tried to like run after the car i guess oh my god but it just sped up and pulled out of the parking lot and Uh-oh. was gone oh and they're like well maybe there was like an emergency with her son or something but how would she know that's true because <laughs> there were no cell phones she just knew mother's to intuition yeah mother's intuition they were, <laughs> she's like i have to go my spidey senses are tingling well, that was kind of what they assumed, and so they waited for around two hours. What? And, yeah, and then they're like, you know, I don't think she's coming back. Oh, my God. So they tell hotel security, and they call her parents and are like, hey, did she go home? Like, what's up? And yeah. the parents are like, no, we haven't seen her. Oh, my gosh. So they file a missing persons report, but I guess in the 80 <laughs> in Anaheim, there was, like, a lot of crime and stuff, and so they're just like, whatever. I mean, we'll let you know if we find anything. Add it to the list. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's sad. Until about 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. they find her white station wagon about 10 miles from the hospital in an alleyway on fire. And oh, no. Yeah, and there's no sign of her anywhere. Okay. So, they're like, maybe this She's is not, like, fishy. in the car? Nope. She wasn't in the car. She wasn't around it. And they're like, that's fishy. Yep. I guess we'll look into it. Somebody set this on fire. Yeah. So they start an investigation, and it turns out that Dorothy had been getting phone calls from an anonymous man. Hmm. Sometimes he would profess his love to her. It was while she was at work, too. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Sometimes he would profess his love to her. Other times he would threaten her, and he would always have details of, like, her day-to-day life. No. yeah, what she was wearing. No, or, no, no. That's not like, cool. Where she went and stuff. So she had a fucking psycho stalker. Oh my god. Yeah, that's awful. That's terrifying. Yeah, and fucking she creepy. apparently was like felt threatened enough or was scared enough that she started taking a karate class like a week before oh, 
this disappearance. Oh my god. And she was considering getting a handgun. Holy shit, that's yeah. serious. Yeah. She Whoa. didn't get the handgun, but she did start the karate classes. Okay. But, I mean, obviously she was really freaked out by it. That's so scary. One quote from the guy, according to her mom, who she had told about the calls and stuff, was, yeah. Now you're going to come my way, and when I get you alone, I will cut you up into bits so no one will ever find you. No, 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 no. Fucking, right? Why? Scary guy. And she didn't know who this guy was. No, she said that she kind of recognized the voice, but she couldn't place it. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. Why do people do this? Because they're assholes. Uh, that's what this podcast should have been called is the world is filled with assholes yeah because everyone's an asshole yeah so then a week after her disappearance dorothy's mom vera which was my grandma's name she got a call from a man asking if she was related to dorothy and so she's like yeah and he said i've got her and hangs up (gasps) no yeah oh my god yeah (sighs) fucking asshole so (laughs) super asshole (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking asshole (laughs) So the police had told the parents not to go public with the disappearance. I don't really know why, but that's what they said. Oh. Like, just don't give out the information yet. I don't know if they were like, oh, we'll find this guy before you go public with it. Not oh. to tip him off. I'm not or sure. Or maybe it was like there was some pertinent information that would be integral to the investigation. Yeah. Well. And they didn't want it public. So the phone call to the mom was a week after the disappearance. Uh-huh. So then a week after that, like, there was still no luck on the case. So then her dad jacob was like fuck you guys and he calls the newspaper and tells them the whole story and tells like has them run it yeah let's get some eyes on this yeah like maybe someone knows something yeah so then the day that the story ran in the newspaper uh the newspaper received a phone call from an anonymous man saying ready for this (gasps) saying i killed her i killed dorothy scott she was my love i caught her cheating with another man what she denied having someone else. I killed her. Ew. Yeah. He also gave specifics that weren't printed in the article, such as she had been wearing a black scarf to the employee meeting, but had changed it to the red one. <gasps> he fucking followed her. He knew about the spider bite, about her coworker's spider bite. Oh, my God. How did he know that? Because they didn't even know. Or did they know it was a spider bite when they left? Yeah, when they left the hospital, they knew. Oh, no, no. I mean, when they left the employee meeting? No, they didn't know at that point. How did he know? Yeah. Okay, so the caller also claimed that Dorothy had called him to tell him that she was at the hospital. What? Yeah. Oh. But Pam was like, no, like, I was with her the whole time at the hospital. She never left my sight, except right before she went to get her car, she went to the bathroom. But that doesn't mean that she made a phone call or anything. Yeah, there's like, no phone in the bathroom. Especially in the 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every time. <laughs> <laughs> My repetitive jokes. Trust me, they'll grow on you. Yes. So, Pam is like, no, she didn't call this guy. That guy's a liar. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It should also be noted that Dorothy didn't drink or do drugs. She was religious and she didn't date. Oh. So. But she had a kid. Yeah. So she did some. Well, I mean, at one point. It was four years old. Just saying. It. <laughs> he. He was four years old. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that at no. all. No. <laughs> well, she was 32. Yeah. I mean, she she wasn't dating at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. She gotcha. wasn't like a saint, I'm sure. She worked okay. at a freaking head shop. 
but <laughs> very solid point yeah <laughs> but she didn't like partake in that lifestyle and she wasn't dating anyone so this guy is saying that like oh she was my love i caught her cheating like yeah she wasn't, that's not true yeah she wasn't seeing anyone at all yeah let alone weirdo. two people so then according to co-workers dorothy worked in the back office of the shop so they think it was unlikely that it was a customer oh because they wouldn't have seen her yeah. She's secretary. Exactly. The son's father had an alibi that he was in Missouri where he lives that night. So okay. it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, her parents consulted psychics. The police Ooh. consulted psychics. Really? They, yeah. They questioned everyone that she knew, but they got no leads. Oh. The case goes cold. Almost every single Wednesday for four years. Stop it. After her disappearance. Dorothy's mom, Vera, gets a phone call from an anonymous man with a gruff and plainly disguised voice, sometimes asking for Dorothy, sometimes saying that he killed her, and sometimes saying that he has her. What the fuck? Yeah. Stop Can it. Can you imagine your daughter goes missing? No, and then someone no, fucks that's with you terrible. For four years? Fuck that guy. So the phone calls only stopped when the dad, Jacob, answered the phone one night. Oh, really? Yeah. And they stopped, and the dad thinks that the man assumed that someone new moved into the house. Oh. And so he's like, ah, it's not her anymore. I guess I'll stop fucking with her. That's so fucked up. I was hoping maybe you would say, like, a particular person got arrested, and then they stopped when he was in yeah, right? jail. Nope. That's so sad. The police had a tracker on Vera's phone, but the caller never stayed on the line long enough. Oh, man. Every, like, movie, TV show... When they're like, keep him on the line. Yeah, keep talking to him. <laughs> exactly. And I guess she had tried that, which I can't even imagine what you would say to this person who oh you know God. has something to do with your daughter's disappearance. Oh, that's terrible. Because you every can't. Every Wednesday. You can't even tell me that you wouldn't answer the phone. I would answer the phone every single time, hoping that maybe that time you'd get them to like yeah. spill something, trying right? Trying to catch. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to catch them. But I also feel like mentally you should just leave the phone off the hook on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, like for your own sanity. Yeah. Well, then three and a half months after the last phone call to that Jacob had answered, uh-huh. August 6, 1984, a construction worker found remains 30 feet from the road. No. The remains were charred from a brush fire that <gasps> had hit the area like two years before oh no so police are thinking like clearly she's been here for a while yeah these remains had been here for two years how did he find it he's a construction worker i don't know if he was doing a job out there yeah so they investigate these remains and they discover that it's a dog's remains it's oh a dog's remains with dorothy's under it what so dorothy's like dorothy was there and then there was like a thin layer of dirt or like earth and then there was a dog's remains i think that they were buried there on top of each other on purpose oh together yeah oh okay oh that's weird and i thought that that would which is not at all credible but but like if you had a cadaver dog or something and you're looking maybe it would just see the dog and be like oh it's a dog's remains though oh to try to like make them confused yeah to like cover it more like yeah there's a dead bones but they're dog bones yeah exactly but they had like oh my god dug so into we had to more. get a dog yeah i mean hopefully the dog at least died from natural causes maybe but on the remains they found her turquoise ring and they found her oh. watch her watch was stopped at 12:30 in the morning may 29th that's the night that she disappeared <gasps> that's creepy i have goosebumps yeah 
Do they know, I mean, this is a lot of detail, but do they know, like, was it pulled out, like, stopped? Like, the pin was pulled out to make it stop? Or, like, it burned and it made it stop? I don't know. know. It didn't say, but that's actually a really good question. Yeah. She was identified, well, her mom identified those items. But then she was officially identified through the dental records. And they had an autopsy done, and they could not find her cause of death. Oh, man. Was it just the skeletal, like, skeletal remains? Yeah. Like, they found a skull, they found two thigh bones, and, like, a torso and a pelvic bone or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then, after it was announced that they found her remains, Vera received two more phone calls from the anonymous man asking, is Dorothy home? What the fuck? Why? I, I don't fucking know. That's so weird. I don't like this one. Yeah. And then... Jacob Scott died in 1994, and Vera Scott died in 2002. They have no idea what happened to their daughter. Oh, my God. So we don't know who that guy is. No, he's fucking around, maybe. Yeah, 80s wasn't that long ago. Mm -mm. And she was, like, in her 30s? Yeah, she was 32. Oh, my God. That makes me feel like, I mean, obviously anybody who commits a murder is mentally unstable but he sounds really unstable to be calling and asking like is she home and then i've killed her there was um people that like psychologists or whatever were talking i'm not talking talking to me about it my buddy the psychologist <laughs> Ooh, look at you moving up you're really committing to this whole podcast <laughs> um there was psychologists that were saying that a psychopath would generally want the like fame and not glory like but the notoriety would, for the, it exactly the notoriety the fame from it but they would contact like the newspaper or the police yeah. it's really rare that a person would contact the victim's family oh it's so weird because at that point like that's a different kind of sick fuck in my mind like uh, you're yeah not only did you do this thing but now you're also like rubbing salt in a wound essentially i cannot believe they didn't catch him yeah like, they couldn't trace him. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And she said that he sounded familiar. Yeah. Like, none of her friends had an idea. Yeah. Maybe they did. I don't, I don't know. It didn't go into that they much detail on that. But what was he doing every single Wednesday? Calling like, her. <laughs> yeah. But like, what was happening on Wednesdays? Did he not have his kids on Wednesdays? Like, oh. did he have free time on Wednesdays? Well, was did, it around the same time on was Wednesdays? Was she murdered on a Wednesday? That's what I was thinking happened. Like, she was murdered on a Wednesday, and so he called every Wednesday. Jesus. I didn't, I don't know. I guess we could figure it out. May 28th, 1980. What day was that? I'll Google. Okay. (laughs) It was a Wednesday. (gasps) So that's why. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. So they also don't know when she actually died, just that it was at least two years before she, her body was found because of that brush fire. But, but that was four years after she died, right? Yeah. 84? Yeah. But, I mean, for those two years before that, she could have been with him. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. They don't know because they didn't find her. They didn't say, like, and this is a well-traveled road or anything like that. I'm going to hope that she had already been dead. Because I, I, being held yeah. captive for two years and then murdered sounds terrible. Yeah, sounds like you could have hope and then it, you don't. You oh my god and then died. can you even imagine like no thank you but also her watch was stopped so yeah but he could have like if it wasn't like burned or anything he could have rewound it or whatever to that day and pulled the pin out to fuck with people i don't know anyone that would rewind something to may 28th though well i mean it wouldn't take any time at all with those old watches you know 
Oh, that's true. You know, like he might have kept it as like a trophy or something. Yeah, and then... you don't actually have to go around 365 times. <laughs> no, no, it's like 30. It's just, like 31 probably. Just a couple. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I remember how watches work. Yeah. <laughs> At least we have that going for us. Yeah. So that's my story. Wow. Well, that's messed up. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope they... I, is it still like an open case or an yep. open investigation? But it is freezing cold. I hope somebody looks at it and figures that shit out somehow. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe someone'll shine some light on it from this podcast. I had never heard of it before. Well that would be really cool. Yeah. That would be really cool. Guys. Well goddamn. And gals. Yeah, everybody go figure out who the fuck did that shit. Yeah. Well, on that note, are you ready for my story, Erin? Stacy, I've never been more ready for anything in my life. <laughs> it's really <laughs> awkward to have to use our names, huh? I know. <laughs> but I'm sure the listeners appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so my story this week is about John Martin Scripps. All right. And he is known as the tourist from hell. <gasps> okay, so John was born in Letchworth, Hertfordshire. Ooh. Hertfordshire. Okay. On December 9th, 1959. Okay. During his childhood, it was... A good one. He traveled a bit, whatever, nothing like remarkable. He grew up with a really close relationship to his father. Oh, that's good. Uh huh. And when John was nine, his father committed suicide. Oh, fuck. That's not good. That's not good. And he found his father's body. No. So that'll fuck a kid up. After that, it fucked a kid up. Yeah. So once his father passed away, John started to develop problems with like reading and writing and he dropped out of school, kind of became like a little bit of a bad apple. Aww. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Well, I guess not obviously, but still what he would do is he would make money doing odd jobs around mm -hmm. like the neighborhood and stuff or for people he knew. And then he would take that money and he would travel. Oh, which sounds kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like at 15, he was doing this. What, um, what's mom doing? I guess it was a different time. Yeah, it totally was a different time. And also, I just think, like, at 15, I wouldn't have thought, like, I'm going to make money and travel. I'd be like, I'm going to make money and eat candy bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get so much fast food. Yep. Who wants McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. And what? then I would have been stuck in that town because I wouldn't physically be able to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing this didn't happen to you. <laughs> yeah, it is a good thing. So at 15, like I said, he was gallivanting around friggin' town and shit and doing all this stuff. But he ended up getting sentenced a 12-month conditional discharge by the Gate Juvenile Court for stealing. Okay. So I had to look up what conditional discharge meant. Is it like a community service type thing? It's kind of like he's not really found guilty of the crime of stealing or he's not punished for it. Maybe he's found guilty, but he's not punished for it. But if he commits another crime within the 12 month of his sentence that he was given, mm -hmm. then he would face like being locked up. So it's like probation. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. But they call it conditional discharge. All right. But basically he was stealing shit, got caught and he got in trouble. Okay. So by age 19, he had committed three more burglaries <laughs> and was charged with indecent assault. Oh. Which what? is basically a sexual assault. Oh. So okay. he was fined 40 pounds for that, which is about 50 U.S. dollars. Okay. I mean, roughly. It doesn't, it's not the exact translation. But this is the late 70s, so I'm sure that was a lot of money. Yeah. For this guy. But I mean, he stole How three old more was he? times. 19. Ugh. So he'd already stolen once when he was, well, he got caught for stealing when he was 15. Yeah. Then he stole three more times 
by the time he was 19 and was charged with indecent assault and he was just fined 50 bucks basically i feel like there should be some kind of a three strikes law on that one but yeah but i guess i mean you know different time okay so 1980 jump ahead a decade <laughs> was it may 28th <laughs> no in the 80 <laughs> he's now 21 years old he goes to mexico during one of his little stints one of his little traveling stints uh-huh and he meets and marries maria arianos okay in cancun mexico Ooh. and they travel around for two years together all right happily as can be new married couple but in 1982 he ends up getting imprisoned for three years for burglary and resisting arrest what's this guy doing still burglaring he's, he's just supposed to be a married shit. man like it's just his life man just can't change me it's the way i am just stealing shit i imagine he wears a leather jacket mm. yeah is it a duster <laughs> okay he's not a vampire <laughs> okay so <laughs> while he's in prison for three years he's granted home leave in 1985 so this is close to the end of his sentence okay but he runs away from jail while he's on home leave Okay, I just can't believe how many of these stories that we have that are like, and then they let him out for a day oh, or whatever. Right. I know. Who? I, I cannot get over this. You don't get home leave if you're in jail. Yeah. Like, today is your special day. No. I mean, and he literally was about to finish his sentence, and he ran away. And what did he do when he ran away? Did he burgle some shit? He sure enough did. <laughs> he stole a bunch of shit. So they catch him, and they give him three more years of imprisonment because... Fuck, Fuck you. you, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Maria sees all this going down, and she's like, whoa, 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 you're a little too intense for me. Let's get a divorce. And she ends up marrying, right after John, she ends up marrying a police constable. Oh, sorry. That was a very different lifestyle. Yeah. Very different man. Oh, right? From, like, a con man to a policeman. Yeah, it's like you're like, you know what? I don't want that. I'm going to go complete fucking opposite. Exactly. I Super weird. Yeah. But, you know. So this guy's name is Police Constable Ken Cold, and he was an officer in the Royal Protection Squad. Ooh. Another really awesome name. Yeah. Where did this happen? Actually, it didn't, my little story didn't tell me where all this shit went down because it happened so often and he's traveling so much. Like, oh. he obviously met her in Cancun in Mexico and they traveled around for a couple years and he kept stealing shit. That makes sense. Yeah. So John's still in prison for three years while she marries this man. John ends up getting out on home leave again. And they didn't learn the first time that home leave doesn't work for this one. Right? <laughs> but so while he's out on leave, he ends up stealing some of Ken's clothing as like a fuck you to him. Oh, how did he get into like, did he go in their house? I That's don't know. Scary. He must have been like taunting Maria or some shit and then was like, fuck you, Ken, and like stole his clothing. Yeah. Well, I, I guess know. he's a really good burglar, except for all those times that he gets caught. Yeah, except for all the time. But think about all the times he doesn't get caught. Yeah. I wonder what Ken was thinking. Was he like, what the fuck, dude? Was he like, why am I married to a lady who was married to a fucking felon? Uh, right? Essentially. Or, or maybe he, John was like stealing some of his like police clothing. Oh. That would be a whole other issue. That is a whole other issue. But I didn't really find much on it. I didn't find out if he got in trouble for it either. Maybe Ken was just like, I see you seeing me. <laughs> All right. So in the end, Maria ends up divorcing Ken and moves back home. And then John seems to be happy with that and leaves her alone. Oh, because he's an asshole. I guess. So he was just like out to torment her. I guess. Yeah. And then once he got them to break up, he's like, all right, I can leave her alone. So in 1987. Mm-hmm. Good year. It's the year I was born. Ah, it's the year I was born as well. <laughs> so in 1987. So now he's out for his previous sentence. 
He's out and he's a, he's a free man. He's a free man and he goes to Singapore and he ends up getting caught by the authorities because he's trafficking heroin between Asia and Europe. Oh, solid career move. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of stealing, I'm going to sell drugs. So now he's selling drugs. He gets caught. And when they arrest him, they find a safety deposit key on him. And when they open that safety deposit, they find a million dollars worth of heroin. A million dollars? Which is 1.5 kilograms or 3.3 pounds. That's a million dollars worth of heroin. 3.3 pounds. That's like, how heavy is heroin? <laughs> like density-wise? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man. That's really not... It doesn't sound like that's a lot. Yeah, but it was a lot of money's worth, and it was a serious crime in Singapore. So they sentenced him to... I'm pretty sure, like, in places like that, I don't know where... Like, behead your ass? Yeah, like, it's super illegal to have drugs. Like, they... It's a... You could be put to death or, like, imprisoned for... Long time. Yeah, long time for that kind of shit. So... He gets sentenced to seven years in jail for having all this heroin. All right. And they grant him home leave again. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> and he escapes again. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously he was found and he was rearrested. Because he oh, gets... he's the one white guy in fucking <laughs> yeah. Singapore? I actually don't know where this is. Does Singapore also give home leave? I thought maybe they, like, extradited him back to Britain. Uh-oh. Oh. I didn't have, like, all of this information. It didn't tell me where yeah. he was sent. It wasn't that detailed. So I assume Singapore is smart enough to not have home leave. I would hope so. But also, I'm pretty sure wherever you get, you do the crime is where you would do the time. Oh. Okay, so he gets sentenced to another six years for escaping, (laughs) which means that he would have been locked up until 2001 if he hadn't escaped again. (laughs) Was this like the fourth time? I don't even know. It's like the millionth time. (laughs) How did he escape this time? Was it home leave? (laughs) I'm going to tell you. All right. So between 1992 and 93, prior to his escape that I just mentioned, Mm he... Ended up becoming a model prisoner, and I do remember now that this was in somewhere in the UK. So it wasn't in Singapore to answer your earlier question. All right. Um, That makes more sense. He became a model prisoner, and he did jobs around the prison, like dishwashing and cleaning and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he got promoted to butcher. Ooh. (gasps) I can see where this is going. Yep. Where two inmates who had previously been butchers in their free life, James Quigley... And Ginger, those are the two inmates. <laughs> Quigley just sounds like you're going to commit crimes. Sounds like an asshole, yeah. And yeah. then Ginger is like, for sure he was a redhead. Uh, we, eh, maybe. And they all <laughs> call him Ginger. <laughs> Unless it was a girl. Yeah, but I don't think she would be in a men's prison. I assume no. they have them separated. Yeah, I would believe that you are correct. So they taught him how to butcher and dismember animals after slaughter. And Excellent. he became really good at it. That's a good so skill to good. have. So good. Yeah, so good that he wanted to open a butcher shop when he got out. Oh, well, it's good to have dreams, especially like a career choice like that. Yeah, to go move forward with something. Yeah. But in 94, he escapes on home leave. Okay. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Which was granted to him two days after being denied parole. So he had, like, gone up for parole. They were like, nope, but guess what? We'll let you go home. We won't let you leave forever, but we'll let you leave for a little while. Like, how long is home leave supposed to be? I don't know. I imagine it's, like, a day trip. (laughs) That's so... How is someone But how are you not, like, watched? Yeah. I don't know. Just trust him to come back? 
anybody knows what home leave's all about, give us a shout. Yeah. Okay, so his mom had actually visited him right before he bailed out on jail. Mm-hmm. And she had learned that he ended up selling all of his belongings to fellow inmates. So she's like, okay, something's up. Yeah, so she was, like, warning the prison, like, hey, this is a red flag. My f- my son is known for skipping out on home leaves and stuff. Don't let him out of here. Oh, my God. Because he sold all his stuff, and that's pretty suspicious to me. But they let him out anyway. But, yeah, don't trust a mom who probably knows your son really well. But- yeah, right? And so she's mad. Like, I told you guys that this was going to happen. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, so now he's escaped, right? Meh. Runs away. Yeah. He used a birth certificate from another inmate and got a passport and he traveled to mexico and then to singapore okay where he did some bad shit again oh he did some bad shit in singapore oh no so march 8th 1995 he arrives in singapore at the changi airport and he ends up befriending somebody by the name of gerard Lowe, who is a brewery chemical engineer from south africa brewery chemicals uh how awesome does right? that job sound yeah you just work in a brewery that sounds pretty great i know i guess gerard was coming to singapore to like buy some cheap equipment or something all right you know he's going to shop for his profession yeah so they become friends in the airport and john suggests that they share a hotel room to save money and gerard's like all right sounds like a good plan i'm so glad i met you here Mm-hmm. they book room 1511 at riverview hotel okay so, here is what John claims happened that night that they shared a room. Okay. John claims that Gerard woke him as he was sleeping, and Gerard was half naked and smiling and touching John's butt. <laughs> so, John freaks out because he had experienced unwanted unwanted sexual advances from men because he was in jail mm, a lot. Okay. So, he freaked out and bludgeoned him with a hammer. That's a reasonable escalation. The fuck? But this is John's, like, this is what he confesses, like, his recount of the story. Mm-hmm. But it probably isn't the actual story. Yeah, because it's his words. Yep. After he bludgeons Gerard to death, John calls the front desk in the morning and asks to have Gerard's name removed from the hotel room. I really thought you were going to say, ask them to come up and clean the room. <laughs> I've got a mess. <laughs> <laughs> there is stuff everywhere oh man can you imagine the sticky mess <laughs> oh especially we after butt need... stuff oh <laughs> we didn't need much. that adjective <laughs> sticky yeah yeah it's too much Aye. okay Sorry. so he tells the front desk that he had kicked out gerard because he was homosexual okay. why would you tell the front desk that here's another question if yeah. you're like you were in prison and you don't like gay stuff or whatever like you're really against that why are you asking another man to stay with you in a hotel room because he wants to murder him another strange because his story isn't what yeah. happened yeah 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 that's why your story is full of holes yeah. john <laughs> and aaron's poking him there <laughs> one by one what is this swiss cheese she's got on her goddamn detective hat yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> but solid point really good point thanks so um john ends up hopping a plane on march 11th and he flies to bangkok <laughs> I can't say Bangkok without giggling. You're going to love a later one that I have to say. Anyway. March 13th of 95, a pair of legs severed at the knees was found in a black plastic bag floating off Clifford Pier, which is close to the hotel. Okay. So he hops a plane on the 11th and on the 13th, they find legs. They find legs in a plastic bag. Three days later, a pair of thighs and a torso emerge from the same area, all in plastic. Are the thighs separate from the torso? Yeah, like they were all in different baggies. Okay, that's fucking awful. Yeah. 
The police could only confirm that the body was a Caucasian person, mm. but mm. Gerard's wife had reported him missing, and she ends up flying to Singapore and identifying the body parts as him. Oh, that's awful. But his arms and his head were never found. <gasps> so, in John's testimony later, he claims that after he had bludgeoned Gerard to death, he had called a British friend to help come dispose of the body. So John says, like, his British friend showed up and John went to his friend's hotel while his friend dismembered the body and did all that stuff. Like, he had no idea it happened or where he put the body or anything. Mm-hmm. And the police were like, well, who's this friend that you're talking about? And he's like, I'm not going to disclose who that is because he knows my family and he'll go after my family if I rat him out. Snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. But also, he's just lying. There was no one else Oh, he's totally lying. I guess what the overall theory is, is that Gerard was sitting down, like, writing a shopping list or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And John took this hammer and bludgeoned him to death right then and there. And he forced him into the tub, or he brought him over to the tub or something and, like, dissected him. And then he packaged him up in the little baggies, and then he cleaned the whole bathroom, like, spick and span. And then he sat down and, like, practiced signing Gerard's name, like, his signature and stuff. And he took all of his credit cards. Oh. So he was trying to steal his identity and his money. And Um, he did. He took the money and he, like, bought some tickets to some orchestra or something. And then he hopped a plane and went to Bangkok. Are you going to treat yourself? I guess. I don't know exactly how they got that story of the accounts yeah. for that day. But I feel like when you check out, though, they're, like, at your room within a couple of hours to clean it to get the next person in. Yeah, but supposedly he cleaned the room really well. Ugh. Like, right. he had cleaning supplies and stuff. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so he goes to Bangkok, and then he ends up flying from Bangkok to fuck it. That's the one I was excited <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I love it. On March 15th. So this is like, what, four days? He did it on the 13th? Oh, less than. Oh, he flew out on the 13th. Oh, he did it on the 11th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's zipping around the galaxy here. He really is. I know. So March 15th, he's flying to fuck it, and he befriends a mom and a son on the plane. No. Who are from Canada. The son's older. Not that that makes it any better, because it's still sad, but like, he's like, I don't know, like 20s or something. Yeah. And they were named Sheila and Darren Damood. Okay. And so he befriends them. They end up going to the same hotel and they check into Nilly's Marina Inn into separate rooms, but the rooms were across the hall from each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think they requested it. I don't know. Maybe they did. But happenstance, that's, I'm sure he followed them. That's what happenstance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so the mother and the son are seen the next morning eating breakfast at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then they're never seen or heard from again. Ugh. John ends up calling the front desk that day and he asks to have his room switched to the mother and son's room because he says they left and he would pay for the bill. And they were like, okay. And they switched his room. And that, that's fine. Like, they yeah, didn't have like, to no check question. out. You can no check, question. sir, you stranger, you can check out for them. Yep. That's not suspicious as long as you at pay all. the bill. Oh, God. Isn't that weird? What the hell's going on here? Okay, so March 19th, John ends up checking out, so he's there for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And he flies back to Singapore. So on that day, the mom and son duo, their skulls are found in a disused tin mine. Tin mine? Tin mine. I think, I don't know if it's like, literally you mine tin. (laughs) Do you make tin? I don't know. I mean, tin is a metal. Maybe it's 
I was thinking Rintintin. Sorry. Rintintin. I was thinking it was like a a recycling area because oh. disused tin. But then mine. Yeah, <laughs> mine is different. Yeah. Either way, that's pretty awful to have your skulls found anywhere. Uh, exactly. And I think it was like a genuine mine type of situation because I read the word shaft and that is associated <laughs> with mine. Yep. <laughs> I'm like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> shaft. <laughs> okay, so a torso and two legs and two arms were also found, but they were found further away six miles away two legs or two sets of legs no no no. two legs and two arms like a single set okay of each and a torso they were found along a road six miles away five days later Ugh. along a road yep the bodies were so decomposed that the royal thai police had to use dental records to identify them Mm. the torso the arms and the legs were sheila's the mom Mm mm-hmm and then, obviously, both the skulls were both of them. But Darren's body was never found. Oh, my God. Like, isn't that sad? It's so messed up. Anyways, that means there's a body somewhere out there. That somebody hasn't found. Yeah. Okay, so John was suspected of many other murders, not just these. Jeez. For example, either in Mexico or the UK somewhere, he had met a financial advisor named Timothy McDowell. And this guy ends up going missing. And 21,000 pounds ends up getting transferred from Tim's account to John's after this Tim guy goes missing. That's not suspicious at all. Pretty fucking slick. They suspect that he was murdered in his sleep and then chopped up and thrown in crocodile-infested water. Ugh. I don't know why they suspect that, but... Yeah, that's a... He wasn't, like, actually convicted of it. It's just, like, theory. These are all, like, theoretically. It's just that he happened to get a lot of money from this guy, and he's also missing. Yep. And then another one is in San Francisco for the murder of a homosexual prostitute by the name of Tom Wegner. In March of 94, Tom's body was chopped up and drained of blood, and he was found in a dumpster. Aww. I guess maybe this guy went to... I almost asked why he was drained of blood, but then I remembered he's a butcher. Yeah. Or he learned how to butch. Yep. Butch. Learned how to butch. He learned how to butch meat. So in on March 9th, 1995, John ends up getting arrested in the Singapore airport. His name was on a wanted list for the murders or his like alias because he'd been flying around with that other guy's name and passport and had been lying and saying he was somebody else. Yeah. And so he flew around with the same passport and they were like, yo, you're coming with us. And while they had him in the interview room with the police, he ends up smashing glass and he slits his wrist in in a suicide attempt. Oh my god. But he ends up getting treated. They take him to a hospital and he lives. I mean, good, but also, fuck you. Yeah, like, what the fuck ever. So the police find a bunch of passports of all of the three deceased people, two fake passports, all of, like, their stolen credit cards and everything. Like, he had been killing people to take their money, essentially, is what he was doing. And, like, steal their identities. Yeah. So that he can keep skipping town. That's fucked up. They also found a hammer weighing three pounds. A battery oh, operated... that's as much as his heroin with Wade. Yeah, he likes the three pound <laughs> things. Yeah. A battery operated stun gun. Oh. Yeah. Or one article called it an electroshock weapon. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, um, sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> a can of mace, handcuffs, thumb cuffs... Oh, what do you do with thumb cuffs? I feel like I could slip my thumbs out of some thumb cuffs. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yours are super bendy. <laughs> Four knives and a sharpening stone. So this guy had his full-on fucking murder kit with him. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
John is taken to trial and he goes through claiming that Gerard's death was self-defense, like I had claimed earlier. Yeah. He also claims that he had never killed the mom and son duo. He just happened to have all their fucking cards and shit. (laughs) Right? They gave them to me and allowed me to check them out of their room. Yeah, this fucking asshole, right? Like, come on. It's so obvious he did this shit. Yeah. But he claims that the only reason he came back to Singapore from fuck it was because (laughs) every time. I'm sure it's like Fukat or something, but I like to say fuck it. (laughs) So he claims the only reason he returned to Singapore was to clear his conscience of Gerard's death. What? Because he says he did it in self-defense. And so he claims that he came back to Singapore to to be caught so that he can tell his story. But he didn't. No, he didn't. He thought he was something hot. Yeah. And he got caught. What an asshole. So the investigation finds that all three bodies were dismembered by the same person. Uh-huh. Because they used the same skill and techniques to, like, chop them up. Yeah, so his, oh, my friend did it. Yeah. Story is out the window. Well, it's bullshit. And, like, people testified. They were like, yeah, no, he, this is how he was taught to, like, chop them. I don't know if they testified or if it was, like report accounts or whatever but like this is how he was taught to chop them up and he was really good at it and you would have to be skilled to chop somebody up like that like that's not just a hacking you knew what you were doing Ugh. yeah and then to package it in plastic yeah anyway so john ends up getting sentenced to death by hanging in singapore wow good for his crimes yep so april 19th 1996 they let him out on home leave <laughs> so he could say goodbye to his family <laughs> singapore's a little more tough oh, they didn't good. let him out one year later john was escorted to the private gallows with three other prisoners he was given the opportunity to speak with a priest and given his last meal which he chose pizza and hot chocolate Oh, that sounds gross together. That's so fucking gross. <laughs> I have a confession to make. The only reason I chose this story was because I was going through the list of last meals and I saw pizza and hot chocolate and I was like, only a fucking monster would eat those <laughs> two together. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good story. And uh, also, yeah, that's that's some Fucked psychopathic up, right? yeah, fucking last meal. You don't meal. eat pizza and hot chocolate. Anyway, no. so 6 a.m., he's hooded. By the way, this is all speculation because they're private gallows. Yeah. Like, no one's allowed to go in there. But basically, I'm sure a guard was like, this is exactly what happened. Yeah, the executioner is like, this is how it always happens. Yeah, every time. So 6 a.m., he's hooded and led to the gallows and hanged. He's left to hang for 20 minutes, and then the body is taken down and given to the family. Mm -hmm. John left a note. He left a lot of notes, and he can't write. He did not have very good writing skills because he dropped out of school remember oh, yeah yeah so bear with me because i wrote it word for word <laughs> oh. and then as i was writing it i was like oh he means this word i'm ready and i would try to put like parentheses sick <laughs> <laughs> okay so he writes one day poor one day reach he means rich uh-huh money fills the pain of hunger but what will fill the emptiness inside? I think he means money fills the pain of hunger. And he spelled pain as in like a window pain. Oh. Okay. All right. I know that love is beyond me. So do I give myself to God? The God that has betrayed me? Oh. <laughs> you may take my life for what it's worth. But grant those I love peace and happiness. Can I be a person again? Only time will tell. No. No, time you Time will not tell. Because you're going to die. Yeah. You cannot be a person again. Jerk. He wrote a bunch of other notes, but that one was like considered as like final last words or some shit. Oh. That was the story of the tourist from hell. La la la. Oh, he was like the first Westerner to actually be hanged in Singapore too for his crimes. So it was like a huge tabloid sensation over in Britain. Mm. People were 
all about it. So I'm sure there's tons of stories on this. I'm sure there's other podcasters that did way better justice to the story. But you know what? This is our style, and this is what we're about, so that's what you got. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. We are for entertainment purposes only. Not coming at you fast with the hard facts. Yeah, hard and loose. Nope, fast and loose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a good story. Yeah, I liked them both this time. Well, I like them both all the time. (laughs) Never like yours, but (laughs) mine are always spot on. (laughs) terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we want to tell our listeners? We want to tell them to rate us. And review us, please, Uh on iTunes. And subscribe. Yes, pretty please. And we appreciate you, motherfucker. (laughs) I appreciate you, motherfucker. (laughs) Email us if you want to talk to us, isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us, isgdpodcast. Anything else we want to do? Oh, hey, we had a fun idea. If you guys want to get some holiday cards from us, email us, and we will make sure to set you up with those. Oh, yeah. Give us your mailing address, and we'll send you, send you a little holiday card. Yeah. Keep it in the spirit, because now it's November, you know. Yeah. It's going to be holidays in no time. Which I should get on making those. Yep. That'd be fun. That will be fun. Maybe we'll send you a little gift with it. We don't know. We don't know, because that's the future. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can tell the future. <laughs> time traveling right now is hard. To predict. So hard to predict. We love all your Twitter shout outs. It's really fun to read. We get so excited. So keep them coming. Send us the love. Send us the reviews, the reviews, and the reviews. Tell a friend about us. Help spread the word of our podcast. Yeah. Even if you're like, listen to these really annoying girls, and then maybe they'll like it. (laughs) (laughs) And we love you. Bye. Later. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, Stick around for this promo from one of our favorites. Hey everyone, this is Sarah from Good Nightmare Podcast, a podcast where I like to talk about all things strange and unusual, whether it's mysteries, historical crimes, or fairy tale origins. I hope you'll come along for the ride and join me as we delve into some spooky tales. Happy listening! <laughs>